Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. The goal of the Mosaic Life Podcast is to explore happiness, what it means to us as individuals, and why so many chase it, and yet we never seem to find it. If you would like to support the Mosaic Life Podcast, you can do so in a number of different ways. You can, of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and that goes a long way in helping others just like yourselves discover the content and the conversations created here. And last but not least, you can join the Mosaic Life Podcast Circle at themosaiclifepodcast.com. That is the podcast email list where you'll get notified once or twice weekly about brand new podcast content. There are a few reasons why I love creating with this podcast. And one of them is being able to talk with people from all over the world and gaining new and unique perspectives. But at the same time, it's been equally important to me that I'm able to stay connected with the community which continues to serve me each and every day right here in Columbus, Ohio. And as I grow, both with my business and with the impact I'm able to have here, it's amazing how powerful it's been to talk with others who are working every single day to make this community better for others. Naveen Bonsal is the founder and CEO of Outreach Promotional Solutions, a Columbus-based award-winning marketing agency that provides marketing products and creative services for businesses and nonprofits. Naveen is also the founder and executive director of Small Biz Cares, a nonprofit that engages small businesses for philanthropy and community impact. In addition to serving as executive director and chairman of Small Biz Cares, Naveen is a board member for the Better Business Bureau of Central Ohio, the Greater Cleveland Partnership, and the Council of Smaller Enterprises. He is also a member of the inaugural class of Columbus CEO's Future 50, which recognizes innovative and creative leaders who are making a difference in Central Ohio. When recording podcasts with these inspirational leaders, I always do my best to keep the conversation focused on them and their initiatives. That's by design. And this conversation is no different. But so much of what Naveen and I talk about resonates with some of the work I'm doing here locally. And you can really hear my passion for the impact he's creating. If you've ever been inspired to do good or make an impact within your own community, no matter where you're located, I highly encourage you to listen to this conversation with an open mind and then connect with Naveen. There are so many ways to give back and make a difference in the lives and the community members around us. And sometimes the first step in doing that is simply asking how you can help. If that resonates with you, you're going to love this conversation. Please welcome my guest, Naveen Bonsal. Well, how how's everything going? How's uh how's was it Friday? So how's how was your week? Oh, it's good. I mean, you know, it's been uh, you know, we've been going through some uh, some big projects with some of our clients and working on setting some events up for small business care. So, uh, my week is never dull. I guess that's good. And I have to imagine. I know we talked a little bit previously, but 
it has been such a difficult well, year now uh, for for businesses in general, but especially small business. I mean, how how has that really affected everything that you've got going on? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when you look at my company outreach, you know, being in the marketing area, you know, when you have a pandemic and you have a lot of businesses struggling, you know, marketing is one of those areas that a lot of companies pull back on. And so we definitely felt that impact pretty um pretty quickly, you know, uh, last spring. And, uh, you know, we had to kind of pivot um, to other areas to really replace our revenue, make sure our team stayed employed. And so that's what, that's what we had to do. And we did that, you know, I would say pretty quickly in late March yeah. uh, where we were able to pivot. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're able to make that pivot because I, I know a lot of companies were not able to do so. And yeah, we've, I've, I've seen, you know, friends lose their businesses. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I know a handful of people in the restaurant industry, which, you know, was hit extremely hard. Um, but in regard to, you know, uh, the, the, the work you do with small businesses that I can't imagine that was, you know, any, <laughs> any easier. No, no, it was, it was tough. I mean, obviously restaurants and certain industries, got hit a lot harder as well. Um, But, you know, I would say given everything, you know, we were very fortunate uh, to be in a place where we did have some, some longstanding clients and we did have some opportunities to pivot that were a little bit easier for us. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been definitely, you know, I always tell folks, you know, resilience is one of those things that, you know, all of us that that run businesses, uh, one of the qualities that I think all of us need to have. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, I've been tested. I, I, I've been tested on a regular basis over the years, but I would say this past year has been pretty unique and probably the ones that survived, um, you know, had had to have a lot of resilience to make it through. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a, I know this is kind of a loaded question. Is there a, a common thread, a common mentality, just something you've seen in the business owners who have pulled through that is a trait or characteristic that, you know, unfortunately the, uh, the ones who did not have that were the ones who, who failed. Obviously a sense of resiliency and a sense of, you know, wanting to take care of your, your staff and yourself, but is there anything else that you've seen? Yeah. And obviously the caveat to this is there's going to be some industries and businesses that, you know, just the way they are, right. no matter what qualities the owner had, you know, it would have been hard to make it through. Um, but I would say there's probably two things that, you know, beyond resilience that I think about it. One is um, creativity. And so the ability to kind of think beyond the normal, because, you know, the normal doesn't always work in a pandemic where you have a lot of things happening. So being creative in terms of how to pivot, what to do, what resources to pull on, what ideas can you have to to really extend into, you know, um, certain areas that can help you still grow. Yeah. That's one. And the second I would say is a, a sense of self-confidence or self-assurance. Um, you know, there is resilience is kind of built off of that, but the idea that, you know, you have self-assurance or self-confidence in your abilities and you believe in yourself, you know, that's, that's a huge thing because, um, you know, sometimes being an owner, you know, especially if you're, a, you know, the only owner, Right. Or the only partner in a business, you know, it can be kind of isolating. And sometimes you don't have that, you know, network to be able to to prop you up. And so you've got to be self-assured in yourself to, to push through and instill that confidence in your team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 
I, I'm personally thinking back to a couple of years ago when I decided to go off on my own and I, I, I am a solopreneur, which it has its, its pros and cons. And, you know, to your very point, you don't always have that network to kind of lean on and rely on. And there definitely is even to go off on your own that you have to have a, a level of self-confidence and assurance or else you're just not, you're going to be very averse to taking risk. And so having that, that, that mentality, that, um, that that piece of you uh to help you know withstand through a pandemic is is vital uh when you talk about creativity we we saw i think we saw a lot of people pull you know from their from the from the depths of their souls you know creative answers to all of the problems we were having what were some of the most creative solutions you've seen so um you know at least so i guess from our perspective you know I've seen folks, so if I look externally at other business owners and, and uh, entrepreneurs that I've seen out there, yeah. I've seen a lot of folks this past year capitalize on virtual um, yes. events and um, programs. Um, obviously, we have technology now. And so a lot of businesses, you know, where you're traditionally either brick and mortar or you're working through, you know, networking events and different things and it's more interpersonal, you know, it's shifting to that virtual world. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that I saw a lot of folks do. Um, you know, at least, you know, for us, for example, you know, with Small Biz Cares, our nonprofit, you know, what we did there is we shifted to online fundraisers, online collection drives, virtual programs and events featuring nonprofit leaders, business leaders. Um, we focused on topics such as racial equity. Yeah. Um, you know, we featured nonprofits. So there's a lot of things we did. We did online fundraisers for like medical supplies for nonprofits and hospitals. So a lot of different things that we were able to do, you know, were as before we were primarily an in-person type organization. We had volunteer events and fundraising events. And so I think that shift to virtual probably is the biggest one. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that I would see. Yeah. I, it was, uh, to me kind of, I guess I'll consider myself on the outside. It was it was very heartening to see all of the support from people. I mean, everybody was affected, obviously, in, in different ways, but the support, the outpouring of support for small businesses and, and nonprofits, even in a time of financial strain, I mean, was that, did you see an uptick in maybe not, you know, the, the dollar amount that comes in to support these nonprofits, but did you see an uptick in, you know, support and, and word of mouth and, you know, just as much uh, attention either virtually or, you know, whatever you, you want to call it um, over the last year? I mean, did you see just that, that go through the roof or was it kind of remaining steady? Yeah, I think in different ways, you know, you know, obviously some folks had to pull back given their own situation, right. but definitely I think there has been a really strong attention by many folks to support others during this time, and that includes individuals and families, but also nonprofits and small business. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you just look at social media, for example, you see a lot of Facebook groups that popped up to support you know, local restaurants and small business and other things, um, various you know, programs to support local nonprofits, because a lot of nonprofits, you know, this past year have faced issues because they haven't been able to have their traditional fundraisers. Right. You know, they're not, they're not able to get as many volunteers because folks can't volunteer, you know, um, some folks can't volunteer, you know, right now. So, you know, there's definitely been an outpouring of support, you know, there's still a shortfall. And right. so <clears throat> I think anybody, anybody that gets involved, is so important because there's, there's still a shortfall in volunteers and fundraising, fundraising and everything. But 
Um, definitely, I think, um, you know, there's so many people that care a lot about, you know, our community. And so you, you saw a lot of that happen. A lot of folks at the grassroots level develop things that have connected people to give back. Absolutely. And just for a little bit of context, you, you're in Columbus, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And this, this is such a wonderful community. I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. I, I mean, there are so many different levels of entrepreneur or a business executive and just people, there, there very much was an outpouring of support that I, I was able to see. And I don't know what other communities, you know, saw around the nation, you know, from small to large, but I, I am very thankful to, to, to be a part of this Columbus community. It's, it's, it's very much, it's growing. And, you know, when you need a resource, there it just seems like somebody's out there who wants to help. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's Columbus is a good mix of both that, you know, entrepreneurial, innovative, um, forward-thinking community, but also that kind of family Midwestern vibe. Yeah. So I think it does provide like both, you know, best of both worlds, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, before we get too deep into uh, the work you do with uh, Small Business Cares, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your background because I, I think it's a story that we all face at some point in time, not feeling like the work we're doing in corporate America, and I know I'm generalizing here, you know, is is not giving us the fulfillment that's, that we're necessarily looking for. So can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are? Yeah, definitely. So if you look back at my... You know, when I started out my career, um, you know, I always took that stable path. I was a CPA. So I worked uh, at a uh, public accounting firm for about four years, um, working on tax accounting and audit projects, and then decided I wanted to pursue my MBA. So I went the MBA route and then went the corporate route and yeah. worked at Nationwide Insurance in Columbus. And so I, I, I thought to myself at the time, you know, I was always going to kind of just work that stable path, corporate you know, continue to advance, hopefully, and, and you know, work a long time in, in that corporate area. Um, you know, so I, I worked at Nationwide for about four years. Um, and so as I got close to, you know, to my end, end of time at Nationwide, you know, one of the things I started thinking about um, was a lack of, I guess, a lack of engagement. I love, I think the company's great and the people are great. Yeah. Um, what I found, my last role there was a director of finance supporting IT. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I'm not sure if if my job was eliminated tomorrow, if the company would blink. Right. You know, if, if anything would, you know, anything would change, would I be missed? What really impact am I making? I didn't feel that. And yeah. so, um, you know, I'm not here to knock corporate positions because obviously they're great and there's great opportunities there, but it's not for everyone. And for me personally, you know, I did not see the impact I was making day to day. And that kind of created a, a void in my, I guess, in my happiness and, and well-being. So, um, you know, I had always grown up around small business. My parents started a printing company in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. So um, they started that company when I was eight years old. So I, I kind of grew up around small business and I kind of, you know, knew what it was about a little bit. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take this time, you know, um, you know, take the step and just leave and start my own thing. And so, you know, that's what I did. And I went and started my own company and, you know, it really was about, um, you know, fulfilling that mission of impact um, and, and seeing the results of the work I'm doing. And that's, I think, where I lost um, some engagement in my previous life. Yeah, I get that. I, um, as I, 
as I was going throughout college, I always told myself, you know, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a great corporate job right, after, right out of school. I'm going to work nine to five. Yeah. I'm going to come home. I'm going to play video games. And I just, that, 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 uh, ideal that or ideal lasted for all of a couple months. I just, it was not something that I was interested in doing it, both aspects of it. Like I, I can't, to me, I can't sit down and just play video games for hours. I, I have to be doing something. I have to know that the work I'm doing is making a difference, not maybe just in my own life, but, you know, hopefully in the lives of others as well. And so and that very easily translated into my corporate positions. And I, I had a lot of them. I, I, I had a tendency to get bored. And again, again I, I say this all the time. I know, you know, working for yourself or owning your own business is not for everybody. But to me, I just it's it's hard to rationalize you know not having complete creative control and freedom so i I absolutely get what you're coming from yep yeah so now you're you uh tell me more about small biz cares because i am extremely interested in that and especially you know again to you know not beat a dead horse but in a, a time when so many businesses are in transition i mean what are some of the resources and and tools you're helping to to guide these businesses yeah, um, so Small Biz Cares, uh, we're, we're a nonprofit, so 501c3, and we engage small businesses for philanthropy and impact. And uh, we're, um, we started about two and a half years ago. And, you know, what we typically do, and I'll, I'll get to kind of where we changed over the past year, but what we typically do and what we started out doing was our whole goal was to really be that platform for small businesses to give back. Yeah. And so we provided um, a way, you know, we, we had volunteer events, fundraising events. Um, we had, you know, member experiences and, and programs that, ins- that were intended to inspire folks to do good, share stories of impact from small business leaders locally. We had a scholarship fund, you know, where we're able to collect contributions from small business leaders um, to be able to support education um, for those in financial need. And so we really kind of provided a more holistic approach to philanthropy. And the idea of Small Biz Cares um, is we recognize that not only do small businesses want to give back, but they also want to be able to do well for their business as well. Yeah. And so you think about the challenges of small business owners, you know, wearing 30 different hats. I think every time I talk about this, I add hats. I feel like we all have. I mean, I still feel like. 30 seems like a low number to me, but I, I get it. 20, 30, whatever it is, yeah. right? So, you know, we wear so many hats, right? So, And we want to do good, but it's hard to make it happen consistently. And so, um, you know, we provide that way for folks to do it, but also build their network, grow their brand, get some more exposure, um, meet other business owners. And yeah. so um, it's that win-win idea that I think sets small business cares apart from other things. And, um, you know, we see we see you know our position in the in the community as a way for folks to be able to um you know if there's a small business that wants to give back we're that kind of organization in town that makes it happen that's 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 fantastic um so i know you touched on it briefly but you know in regard to obviously every business is, has different needs has different even capabilities in in, in which they're able to to give back you know, what are some of the most significant ways that you've been able to enable, you know, anything from a solopreneur all the way up to, a, you know, a business that has 20 employees? 
how does giving back or you know doing good um, look for those different types of businesses? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, if you look at a solopreneur, for example, and we definitely have a, a, a decent number of solopreneurs that are members of ours that are engaged in our programs. Um, they, you know, it's hard to volunteer on your own. Right. You know, sometimes it kind of gets, you know, I want to go out and volunteer, but I'm just by myself. And, and so what they've, what we've found is we've had many folks that have volunteered with us and they come to me and say, Hey, I haven't volunteered in like 10 years. And this is so cool. I'm able to volunteer. And I, Oh, I met these, these uh, other people today that I think are really cool and I want to get to know. And, and so they're able to volunteer with other people yeah. and it's a social, social kind of um, connection that's being made during volunteering, which is really, really, really great. And um, you know, it, it provides that way for them. And then for, for businesses that have employees, you know, we have some folks that, you know, are bringing, you know, maybe their sales team or maybe, you know, a handful of their team members out to volunteer. It really provides them a way to, you know, improve engagement, um, give folks opportunities for um, community service. Um, you know, we know that as a business owner, you know, you want to provide enriching experiences for your people. And we know that many, many, um, um, employees nowadays, especially the younger generation, really values companies that give back. And so I think, you know, our idea with Small Biz Cares is that, you know, we can help those small businesses provide experiences, improve their engagement, improve improve the attraction to that company um, when they go to attract new talent. And so there's a lot of benefits to, to giving back. Um, not only is it good to do, but it's that idea that, you know, you can build connections, build the brand, um, improve employee um and talent acquisition and retention, yeah. all those different things go into it. That's amazing. How, I know you're extremely active here in the Columbus community. And I think you mentioned previously that you sit on a chamber board. I mean, how, how do you generally find new businesses or do new businesses find you uh, to, to get involved with small biz cares? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, I think, and this kind of goes with the business as well. I think that it's been an evolution um, in terms of how folks find us. So there's obviously that low hanging fruit at the beginning, you know, my personal network and business owners that I already know yeah. that, you know, uh, you know, that I shared when we launched small business cares, I shared it with, and folks, you know, jumped on that really got the vision. They wanted to jump on immediately. And so, you know, those, those, that's kind of the early stage of small business cares is kind of working personal networks. Now, now I think a lot of it, it revolves around how we utilize digital content, um, some of our events and experiences and how those, that gets out to folks. And then, you know, we utilize our board to build more connections as well. Um, but, you know, as we evolve going forward, you know, we're, we're a nonprofit like a lot of other organizations, we're looking for additional funding. So um, as we get more funding, you know, we're going to be investing in, in um, more engagement efforts to, to get in front of more small businesses. And, um, you know, beyond just the digital content and experiences, um, we want to be able to, to get in front of as many business owners as possible. That's fantastic. And are you, are you looking, I mean, was this concept um, to help small businesses to become more engaged in the community, to provide support uh, for those who need it? Was, that, was this something that originated here in Columbus? Is this something that you adopted and, and brought to Columbus? Or is this something that you're looking to expand outside of this community? No, that's a, that's a great question. So the concept for, us, for it came out of my head. That's <laughs> so, great. Um, 
Yeah, that's the, the simple answer to how it started. So um, mentioned that, you know, I serve on the board of several chambers and business organizations, um, including the Greater Cleveland Partnership up in Cleveland. So, um, you know, I left a board meeting one day and I was driving back down to Columbus and this idea popped in my head about small business cares and the idea that, you know, there's a lot of great business organizations that are helping um, businesses, um, you know, grow their network, save money, um, you know, with education and development, but not a really consistent focus on small business for philanthropy and community impact. So that idea popped in my head. I drove down and I came home and I wrote some notes down about it. And then, you know, I'm go back to running my business and it kind of sat there. And every so often I'd come back to it because the idea would continue to pop in my head. Yeah. You know, when something idea comes to you and you start thinking about it over and over again, can't let it go. Right. Finally, Finally, I decided, you know what, this is just burning a hole in my brain. I need to just, you know, I need to do this because I really feel strongly about the potential for it. And so that's when I started working on building it out. I brought it to my team here. Um, and because we're in marketing and design, we can, we built out everything here and um, was able to do the, do the launch with some initial board members. And so that's how we started it in Columbus, Ohio. We started it um, because that's my home base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's that's how it was started but we do have a vision for national impact you know i think if you look at something like small business cares there is no reason why we cannot set up a chapter in, in any major city or you know any city really Absolutely. out there has a few passionate small business leaders that want to do good and want to influence others to do good um there's no reason why we can't build something um, a small business care chapter in other cities. So that is definitely on the plan. That's part of our vision for the future is to really have a national impact um, driven by small business. And you can imagine what that looks like. You know, we're talking, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars for scholarships. We're yeah. talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours of volunteer service a year and, and a lot of small businesses getting involved. And the impact it becomes huge when you think about how many small businesses are out there and, the idea that this is a platform to be able to give back and help small businesses grow. Absolutely. I love that vision. And how, how uh, pardon me for asking, because I don't, I don't think you mentioned it. When did you start Small Business Care? So how long have you been doing this? Yeah, so we did our soft launch in the fall of 2018. Okay. Uh, so uh, 2019 was our first official year. And so we're now, you know, two, you know, we're two years in, we're starting our third year now. So, so half, uh, half normal and then half in the midst of a pandemic. That's a a, a tough start. That that was tough. I mean, you know, it definitely changed how we had to do things. It was harder to when you don't have those in person events. You know, our board we, we decided to be really um, respectful of public health you know measures and what we wanted to do there. So, um, you know, having to shift away from that definitely has you know definitely impacted us, um, but. And the fact that our membership is small businesses yeah, and, you know, small businesses are struggling. Right. Um, so now that we're getting past it, hopefully soon, um, we're expecting to kind of re- reinvigorate some of the things that we had started and then really taking some of those new things we learned in the last year and kind of mixing it up. You know, I think we, you know, a lot of, I think that's what most smart organizations are doing going forward is, combining some of the lessons learned from the pandemic right. along with what we did before and really providing a really um, innovative approach to philanthropy that mixes virtual and in-person. 
Absolutely. So when you when you talk about in person, what are I guess in, in 2019, what were some of the things that you were doing and what are some of the things you hope to do, hopefully, in 2021? Yeah, um, so probably our most popular program was our community service days. Uh, we have those about once every couple months. Um, and what that does is we um, partner with about six to seven local nonprofits for an afternoon of volunteering. So let's say it's a Wednesday afternoon. We might volunteer from 2 to 5 p.m. Yeah. And, um, you know, we typically get anywhere between 60 to 70 folks to volunteer. And so you go on, you know, uh, let's say a business business wants to go up and register. They go on the website, they pick their nonprofit, they register. And then we all split up amongst those six to seven locations, about 10 people per location. We volunteer for a few hours and then we all reconvene at a happy hour location from like 5 to 7 p.m. That's cool. For network. King and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think what's cool about it is, you know, folks are volunteering with maybe nine other people they never met before that they're getting to know, um, having a good time doing good. And then we all come back and you get to meet everybody else and have a good time. So that's been our most popular program. Um, we've, we saw attendance increase every single time we put that event on. Yeah. So basically like our first ever one had like 35 people and then 45, 50, and it kept on going up. So we were definitely getting some great momentum on on those service days. Um, we also had a major fundraiser um, in the fall of 2019 called Tailgate for Charity, which was a uh, football-themed fundraiser at a local brewery restaurant um, where we had some ex-OSU players, Ohio State football players, come out. Um, had some raffles and some other things and raised money for a local nonprofit. So even though we're a nonprofit, we raise money for other nonprofits. And so we partnered with, um, she has a name, yeah, which is a nonprofit that supports victims of human trafficking and raised money for them. Um, and so those, the fundraisers and the in-person experiences were great. And then we had some sponsors. We've had some really been lucky to have some early sponsors, um, you know, that put on some experiences for us, including like, um, some fun events because even though most of what we do is philanthropic, we also want to build a community. Yeah. And so we had um, a sponsor um, sponsor our group for an axe throwing event at um, a dueling axes. That's so cool. we had fun throwing axes. Uh, we did a top golf event, um, stuff like that. And we didn't have to pay for it. We had sponsors that were doing that for us. So that was great. And so I think we did a really good job of combining kind of fun experiences, volunteer experiences, fundraising experiences. And that's kind of where we were headed in 2020 before, you know, before March. Yeah. I, I love, I love that, uh, I guess that, that way of conducting uh, the, the, the do good, but also at the same time, like you mentioned in the beginning, you know, the small businesses are getting as much out of it as, you know, they're putting into it. That that networking component I think is so huge and not to do it in a way that's, you know, shaking hands, tossing out business cards and then moving on, but to really engage yep. the people that you're working with. I think it's a phenomenal idea. No, I appreciate that. It's more sustainable. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, if you can provide a win-win, it's more sustainable for, for members to stay involved, businesses to stay involved if, if they see the value of it from both sides. Absolutely. And I don't think there's any, any shame in that at all. And I think it's, it's a great way for us to continue to build momentum. 
I mean, I think in a way you probably get higher engagement with people who, when you're when you're talking with a small business owner who is going to be the one, you know, out there volunteering and being a part of this versus, you know, somebody in a larger corporation who may be in charge of, uh, you know, philanthropic uh, donations or, you know, engagement or, or what have you, or even somebody in marketing, you just, I, you're, you're so much, I feel like you buy in to what it is you're doing so much more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, toward the beginning here, we talked very briefly about, you know, racial equity, which, you know, obviously 2020 was not a great year for, for many, many, many reasons. And, you know, the, uh, you know, everything with George Floyd and, you know, all of the, the the horrible things that we saw in regard to racism and you know a lot of uh, a lot of fear and anger bubbling to the surface is there anything that small biz cares is doing you know in in terms of racial equity obviously we've seen we've seen a lot here in Columbus unfortunately uh that has not you know that has made national made the national spotlight that has not been something that we should be proud of so i'm i'm just curious you know where small biz cares falls within that spectrum yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I can kind of go into what we did, what we've done already and what we're looking to do going forward. Yeah. And so um, definitely over the summertime, you know, we, you know, we saw everything happening and we, we wanted to make sure that we were part of the solution and the conversation. So we, we had an, we had an, a, a virtual event where we talked about the issues and really focused on what businesses can do ta- tangibly, like, you know, yeah. tactically, because, I think, you know, we can all get caught up on talking about the issues and understanding those, but I think as a business owner, we want to figure out, okay, I think I, I understand the issues, you know, to, to a good level at this point. Now, what can I do in my own business to be part of the solution? And so we have some content around that. Uh, we also had a, a fundraiser where we sold yard signs um, to support um, the Columbus Urban League and YWCA um, to focus on on the issues of racism. And so... Um, we raised, I think, six thousand uh, dollars for that during that fundraiser, that's which great. I think was great to be able to support them. Um, so that's kind of what we did before. Um, we've also, um, you know, made sure that our board um, is more diverse. Yeah. And so going forward, you know, we've um, added some more diversity to our board, and we actually um, we haven't landed on this specifically yet, but we definitely want um, one of our board members to focus on diversity and inclusion, and specifically in two in two areas. One is our membership um, to make sure that we're engaging with, um, you know, minority business leaders, women business leaders, but also in our programs and the nonprofits we, we serve. So we, I think we do a pretty good job. I mean, the, the nonprofits that we do volunteer with and support definitely f- do serve the communities, um, minority population communities, um, and, and address some of the issues that we're talking about here. But I think, you know, we wanted to make sure that we actually have a focus on it. Um, not only because um, obviously it's been brought to the, f- the forefront, you know, with everything happening, but, you know, I think it allows us to really, really make a huge impact um, in the community that I think, um, you know, we couldn't do if we didn't have that focus area. So um, that's what we're doing going forward is really making sure our membership and our programs really address those issues um, and I think, you know, we're, we're on a good path right now. Um, we've already, um, in our last board meeting, had a conversation around what this might look like in terms of, you know, making sure we're, um, you know, partnering on diversity and inclusion initiatives in the community. And so, um, 
um, I think we're on a good, good path forward. That's great. Um, when you talk about diversity and inclusion initiatives, I mean, is there a specific area that you're looking to focus on, whether it's education or even, you know, providing resources for, for young entrepreneurs of color, for example, uh, to, to make sure that they're given that equity or they have the tools and the resources necessary that they need to you know, start their own businesses. I mean, is there a specific specific area that you hope to hone in on? Yeah. Um, so we've already um, focused and honed in on one area, which is our scholarship fund. Yeah. And so um, we made sure that part of our scholarship allocation goes to minority student. Um, and we partnered with the Columbus State Community College here. And so um, in, last year, we did give one scholarship to an African-American student um, pursuing entrepreneurship and business. And so, um, you know, that's definitely one area where we're already seeing some impact. And where as we go forward, we want to make sure that um, part of our scholarship contributions go to, um, you know, minority students. Um, I think the second area you know, in terms of like specific initiatives is going to be the nonprofits we volunteer with. And so I mentioned before, you know, some of some of the nonprofits we already focus on, we, we, we've volunteered with YWCA, we volunteer with Homeless Families Foundation, Life Care Alliance, um, different groups locally here that do support um, the minority populations. Um, as we go forward, we want to identify um, additional nonprofits that address those issues in specific communities. Yeah. And then the third is, you know, we did analysis of our um, membership and we're at about 30% of our members' businesses um, reside within, um, you know, communities within Central Ohio that are um, majority minority populated. Right. And so we want to make sure we grow that, you know, engagement. So from 30%, you know, we increase that number so that we can make sure that those businesses and those communities are represented, you know, within small business cares. And so, you know, we can understand, you know, what they care about, what initiatives they want, and, you know, we can, you know, start to tackle those. What have been some of the challenges in, in growing that engagement? I mean, I have to, obviously, obviously everything you're doing is phenomenal. I love seeing, I love seeing the opportunity for small businesses to give back, even, you know, when they're not, you know, bringing in seven figures in revenue, they're, they're still able to contribute to the community in which they love. But I have to imagine at, at some point in time, it's it's not always super easy to, to grow that engagement, especially when it comes to, again, you know, business owners who are wearing 38,000 hats. Um, so what have been some of the struggles you've seen and how have you attempted to overcome those? Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest struggle, and this is just the nature of it is, is just um, time. You know, we mentioned 30 hats and I'm a business owner along with running small business care. So, um, you know, the the time I have to be able to dedicate to member outreach, um, engaging with more small businesses is limited. And so that's probably the biggest challenge is just getting in front of folks and, and having one on one conversations. What I have found is when we are able to have a one on one conversation with a business owner and share the vision and what we're doing, um, people get inspired. Yeah. And they, they figure out a way to join. And so um, it's really having those conversations, which is the biggest challenge. Um, and I think obviously, you know, not having our events, you know, as we had our events, we had more and more engagement and folks would tell their friends, hey, you know, come to me to this event, you know, check it out. And not having those in-person events has been a challenge. It's definitely um, resulted in, um, you know, 
less engagement in our organization. And that's been at many business organizations out there. You know, they're struggling with engagement because folks are not able to see people face to face as much and, and interact with them. So um, I think time, I think funding as a young nonprofit, you know, not having the funding resources that, you know, I think established organizations have um, has been a challenge, but that's something we're, we're tackling as we speak, you know, hoping to have some funding here soon um, to be able to, to hire some staff on to be able to manage um, growth. Yeah. And so, you know, like any, like any startup, I, I consider us a startup, right? It's yeah. uh, funding, resources, time, you know, all those different things. And how, I mean, when you started this uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, how, what was that like just trying to get traction in the community? And uh, when you, when you're starting from, you know, something that's in your head to, to growing into what it's become, you know, what has been some of the, the biggest difficulties, just especially in the beginning? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, just just awareness. I, th- I think when you start something new and you don't have any, you haven't done it yet. Right. Like you haven't, you don't have the impact. You know, we, we now have impact numbers, volunteer hours, you know, members, partners, all these different things that we can talk to when we engage new folks. But at the beginning, like we had none of that. All we had really was the mission and vision and what we plan to do. So, so, you know, that was probably the hardest part was, and I think it's for any business when you're starting out is, you know, how do you promote something and talk to something that hasn't been done yet, um, that maybe you're building, um, what it required from us and and me was required me to really, um, talk in a way that was inspirational, that really hit at the specifics of that person and what they care about. I always tell folks, you know, small biz cares, you know, there is this, you know, do good, you know, philosophy of what we're doing. And yeah. we want you to join because you, you want it, you're inspired to give back. But we also understand that every business owner has a different mentality. You know, some folks, they want to do good, but they also have to have an opportunity to, to grow their business at the same time. Some folks care about that employee engagement. Some folks care about, you know, a specific cause that we connect with. So, Every, you know, it, it's just like a, you know, a sales mentality. I hate to say that, but it's like a sales selling mentality. It's like, you got to understand your, your customer, which in our case is a small business and really focus on, you know, what they care about, understand them first. And then we can tailor our, tailor, you know, our value proposition to, you know, to that person, because I think, you know, we had, we had value from the start, right. you know, we, we had a vision and we felt really good about it, but that is hard to build it without having done it yet. Oh, for sure. And I, I'm, I have to imagine it's, you have to have a large degree of nimbleness when it comes to working with small business owners. You, you know, you think about uh, fundraisers like Pelotonia, which is massive and it, you know, does great work to, to help against the, the fight uh, against cancer and just raises a ton of money every year. But you have you're working with corporations. You're working with people who you know are committing themselves to you know raising I don't know, I think two thousand dollars something like that every single year. But when you are working with individuals who are so different from one industry to the next, or even from one you know physical address to the next, you have to be able to custom tailor solutions for them. Correct? Yeah, there's definitely some some customization for sure. And, and again, it's. It has to be, that's, that's why I think we you know, are successful and we're, we're going to be successful is because 
we have different opportunities depending on the person. So some folks will love our volunteer events and they'll come out to everything. Yeah. Some folks will just join because they love the fact that we support education. Or some folks love the fact that we do our online fundraisers and collection drives and they want to be part of that. Um, so we have enough um, different things that I think um, attract different people. Yeah. And as long as we keep the the focus on philanthropy, you know, diverse, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll be able to attract um, different people. Absolutely. What are some things that, you know, as we start to come out of this pandemic, what are some things that people can engage in right now? I mean, have you started planning in-person events for 2021? Are we kind of in the wait and see mode still? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So um, kind of, we haven't planned specific dates for yeah. in-person events yet, but the, the idea and the plan and the hope is that we'll do our community service days, you know, our, our larger volunteer events that we're hoping kind of as, as uh, late spring, early summer, assuming yeah. all of this plan. So I think that, you know, we definitely are going to be doing in-person events this year. Um, our fall fundraiser, Tailgate for Charity, will we do that one? Because that was a, a lot of fun, successful. We raised, um, you know, some good money and, yeah. and had a good time. So that's going to happen again. And so... Um, we definitely are planning our in-person events as soon as we can. And then in the meantime, you know, we have some fun um, uh, experiences and volunteer events and virtual things that we're doing that folks can do on their own um, and collaborate through Small Biz Cares. And so um, we're, we're, we are trying to balance both. Um, and the third thing we're doing also is we are actively communicating other volunteer opportunities through certain members and partners. And so, um, you know, one of our members um, has a volunteer platform and we've shared some of their volunteer opportunities. If folks want to volunteer on their own, we want them to do that yeah. if they feel comfortable. So uh, we're giving folks uh, that information as well. That's great. What, um, you know, I don't know why I keep coming back to this. You know, we talk about being creative and, you know, I think national recording artists are the last people or groups that you think of as, you know, needing uh, to be supported, but, you know, when in a time of, pa of a pandemic, when they can't, you know, actually go out and perform, we saw a lot of performances going online with, you know, being donation-based, which was interesting to me. I think that's probably one of the most unique changes that I, I saw over the past year. And so, I mean, how, when it came to creativity and pivoting and, and making adjustments for the new world, and I, I think probably to a certain degree, we're not going to go back to the way we were in 2019. You know, what are some of the things that you've been able or to, to find success in virtually and may carry over into, you know, a hybrid environment, you know, indefinitely moving forward? Yeah, I, I think definitely there's a couple of things. So we did a uh, initiative, I think it was in late July, called Nonprofit Appreciation Week where we featured 23 nonprofit leaders across five different panels, different, you know, categories like education and employment, arts and culture, yeah. animals, um, different things. And so we had those leaders, we had panel discussions and, and um, we had an online fundraiser all week. We had a virtual 5k as part of that week. So uh, we had um, that, that initiative, I think we'll for sure do that again. And I think, you know, depending on how things go, we'll we'll have them virtual, but also have some in-person things to to complement it. So I think that that was one initiative that we did not plan on doing, but we decided to do last year as a replacement event for you know some of our other in-person events. Yeah, and that was that 
that was very well received um, that we'll do that again. Um, you know, and I think the other thing we did a lot of was online, you know, collection drives and fundraisers where we didn't have that as kind of our core um, efforts. Um, we did do like a coat drive in our first year in the winter, but, you know, we did some regular collection drives and fundraisers that we didn't plan on before. And I think we'll continue those because, you know, no matter what we do, whether we collect, you know, five coats or a hundred coats, you know, we're doing our small part. And I think it's, it provides a, an easier way for folks to be able to donate items when they can do it through what we're what, through our programs. And, um, you know, we can continue to do those, um, those online collection drives and fundraisers um, throughout the year, you know, to complement our in-person. So I'd say those are two big ones yeah. is our nonprofit virtual event series and our um, online uh, collection drives and fundraisers. That's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, obviously, as we talked about, there's a huge opportunity here to roll this out across the nation. I mean, I, I think every, I think every city would be, uh, would value some, a program like this, but obviously at the same time, there's the opportunity to be hyper-local because every city, every business community is going to have different needs. I mean, have you, is there a particular, I know this is kind of a two-part question here and they may, you know, bleed into each other, but is there a biggest need that you've seen within central Ohio? And is there, you know, a, a personal goal for you to really uh, attack and, you know, say, this is where I want to focus the majority of my attention, which I know is, is a difficult thing to ask of, of a business owner, but I, I'm curious if, if you have something in mind. Yeah. I mean, so to, to go first to your, your point around national scale and local impact, that's actually what we want to do, right? Is we want to, we want each chapter to have their own specific um, efforts locally yeah. in their own city. Um, within central Ohio, uh, we haven't identified specific issues yet, yeah. but I will say that we've tried to make sure that we're connecting with um, what we're, our members are about business, entre business entrepreneurship, getting, you know, workforce development training. Um, you know, we want to see people employed want to see people develop. And so that's why we've really developed the scholarship fund. That's why we've, um, you know, focused on, we have focused on, um, as we go forward, some um, programs like, the, the, I mentioned she has a name where we raise money for, from our fundraiser, our tailgate for charity fundraiser. Those dollars specifically went to support training and education for victims yeah. um, to get back on their feet. And so we made sure that those dollars went towards that program. And so I think that's where we started for right now is focusing on education and, and trying to find ways to support folks, you know, getting a job, starting their own business. Oh yeah. We have, we've also um, supported the women's small business accelerator here locally, yeah. which helped provide training um, and resources for women entrepreneurs to start their own business. And so we've, we've provided scholarships for that training program. And so um, we have definitely tried to align with that mentality of, you know, we're small business leaders and we value, you know, those specific programs that support others who want to start their own business, get employed, get their education, those kind of things. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, this has been an amazing conversation and I, you know, I, I guess kind of the last question that I really have for you 
you know, I, I love the opportunity to talk with people here locally because I, you know, I have the I have the chance to talk with people all over the world, which is fantastic. But when we talk with somebody locally, then you know, I'm able to have a, a direct impact, and I, I love I love that feeling, and I love that that empowerment. And so, in regard to members, you're looking for to to bring into small biz cares. I mean, is there I don't know, is there a line where you say, oh, this is too many employees, you know, they're no longer a small business, or is there just kind of a, a, a mindset that you're looking for? Yeah, so, I mean, for a member, we've we've used the federal definition of under 500 employees. Okay. So that, that leaves it pretty open to a lot of businesses. Right. Um, I would say most of our businesses do fall under under on the smaller side, so the under 20 employees. Um, where we have found the most success in terms of engagement. And it's, it's primarily because it's the business owner that really wants to get involved and, and, and getting able to connect with the business owner becomes easier, you know, if it's a smaller business. Um, and so that's, I would say, where we've had the most most focus and most success. But we, we want to include anybody. So even if it's a larger business, you know, if they're over 500 employees um, or even under, but they want to come on as a sponsor or partner. Yeah. Um, those are opportunities that are there because, you know, we know that larger organizations that, you know, maybe want to connect with small businesses and believe in our mission, there's a place for them too. you know, there's a place for them to get involved with us. You know, we've had a number of banks, for example, that are national that have come on to our events that have sponsored some things for us. And so, um, you know, they're not small businesses, but they have small business customers yeah. and they're reminded. And so um, we're, we're a pretty inclusive group. And uh, so anybody, I'm pretty sure if anybody reached out to me and they said, I want to do something or get involved, like we can find a place for them to do that. That's amazing. And that, that, that leads me into, you know, one of my, my closing questions here. I always like to make sure that I'm as much of a resource as I can be for this. And so I, I always like to ask, you know, if there's something that you're looking for and because we are here in Columbus and somebody happens to be listening here in Columbus and they can support you in that growth goal. What is it, what resource are you looking for to, to help, you know, propel your mission forward? Yeah, I would say probably the biggest thing is we are looking to expand our board. Um, You know, we're right now, I think 11 board members and we're looking for um, maybe the exact number is not that important. Sure. um, But New, you know, we're looking for a few new board members that really buy into our mission and vision and want to really help us, um, you know, either they have skill sets and, and, you know, connecting with small businesses to grow our membership or they understand, you know, how to um, achieve funding or sponsorships and grants. And so, you know, I think our board team is probably the most important um, group that's going to help us, you know, drive forward. Yeah. And so that's probably the biggest thing. And then, you know, if, if anybody knows of a company that, um, you know, would be a great sponsor or partner for us, you know, those are always super important for us. I go back to like what we need. It's, it's resources and funding and time. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, when, you know, those are the things that we always, that, that any, any organization, you know, at our stage needs to, to be able to continue to grow. Um, and we, we love, I, when I get new board members on that, you know, tell me like, man, I love what we're doing. Like, this feels so good to, to be involved and do something impactful. It, it makes me happy. You know, I'm like, yes. I guess super energized from that. And so anytime I can connect with anybody who really, really gets it and wants to dive in, 
you know, it's, it's such a huge thing. That's amazing. I, um, I think we should probably have a conversation, uh, further down the line. I mean, I, there are a lot of people that I think would be very interested in, um, in, in what you just said, uh, that I'm, I'm connected with. So I would love to, to continue this conversation offline at some point in time. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. Cool. Well, uh, the next question I have for you, and I, this is, you know, I ask, I've been asking this question since the very start of this podcast. Um, this particular episode is episode 86. So I've, I've gotten a lot of wonderful answers. I've never gotten this answer. So I'm curious to, I, and I've, I've actually been interested in reading this book. So I'm curious, you know, if there is one book that you can credit with having just a profound impact on your life, uh, what would that book be and why? Yeah, so so my book is Art of War by Sun Tzu. Um, it was one of the, so if you go back to my my corporate career, you know, I, I always had an interest in strategy um, and kind of um, the idea of strategic thinking, um, building out plans. Just, I, I know I don't know why I've always had this kind of thing about it, but really this book is kind of what got me there in terms of the importance and value of building a strategy, thinking strategically thinking differently, being more, being more self-aware about what my strengths and weaknesses are. And so, um, it was one of, uh, it was a book that was recommended to me by when I was in corporate strategy, um, in my previous life, uh, by one of my, um, superiors. And that that's, that's why I read it. And there's, um, those lessons around strategy and self-awareness and and how to think differently and, and the importance of being a strong leader. Um, those are the kind of the things that I drew from that book. That's fantastic. I, like I said, I have seen it on the shelves many, many times. I, I've thought about picking it up next time I do. Uh, I certainly will. I, I have read the war of art, which I, I know is very different, but, um, it's, uh, of the same mentality, I'm sure. And it was, it was a very interesting book about, you know, being a creative and, you know, demanding, you know, yeah. your, your creative time and your creative space. Um, but last but not least, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, some incredible topics today. And I, I, again, I really appreciate your time uh, spending it with me. Um, I like to ask if you had a personal call to action that you could instill in others, what would that be? Yeah. So I think for, for me, what I would, what I would call to, to folks is to really figure out, and I go back to my lesson of impact and like how I'm making an impact. And so I, you know, to me, I think we all, you know, I think when we look at like our definition of success and we talk about like, it could be, you know, money and things and all these other, other things, right? I look at it, success is more about the impact we're making and the difference we're making. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, figure out not only your personal success in terms of those financial things, but also, you know, what can you do to enrich others, enrich the community? And I, and pick something that you're passionate about. It doesn't have to be, you know, what everybody else is doing. You know, it, you know, somebody might have a passion for, you know, a specific cause to support, you know, hunger, for example, right. or animal welfare, you know, just because someone else's thing is that doesn't mean it's your thing. So I think figure out something that you really, really can get behind personally that has a personal feeling for you and identify how you can really make an impact there. And what I found is when you do that and you think outwardly about the impact you can make, the, the personal success has come as well. And now you've, I said it several times, but that win-win, you know, I, I'm all about the win-win. Yeah. So, you know, you can impact others and really enrich yourself at the same time. So that's my call to action is think outwardly about the impact you can make. Cause I think all of us can do 
do something. I think if if every single person that hears this or is out there picks one thing that that they can do outwardly to make a difference, then wow, like how much more can be done? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that is. That is a perfect way to bring this to a close. Naveen, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I appreciate everything you're doing, especially because I'm a part of this community and I I love hearing people who are just wanting to do better, not only in their own lives, but, you know, those around them as well. So thank you for that. Thank you for joining me. And if people want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about Small Biz Cares, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so they can check me out on LinkedIn um, under my profile page, or they, I have a website. It's NaveenBunsell.com, and that actually connects everything I'm doing, um, and it's a great way to reach out to me as well. So probably, probably the two biggest ways. Perfect, and I will put all of those links in the show notes. And again, truly, thank you so much, and I look forward to uh, definitely talking with you again soon. Thank you, Trey. I appreciate it. One more time, I would like to extend a huge thank you to my guest, Naveen, for joining me on the podcast. If you are a small business owner, if you're an employee at a larger corporation, if you just want to do good and give back, I highly encourage you, check out the resources Naveen provided. Those are all in the show notes, and you can find them at themosaiclifepodcast.com. And please make sure you connect with Naveen while you're there. If you would like to support the Mosaic Life podcast, you can do so by leaving a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way in helping others just like yourselves discover the conversations we've created here. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And last but not least, you can join the Mosaic Life podcast circle at themosaiclifepodcast.com where you'll get notified once or twice a week via email about brand new content releases. If you'd like to follow the Mosaic Life podcast on social media, you can follow me at Trey Kaufman. That's T-R-E-Y-K-A-U-F-F-M-A-N. And you can also follow the podcast on Facebook by just searching for the Mosaic Life podcast. And of course, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. That means the world to me. I can't overstate how much I appreciate your time and how much I respect it. If there's ever anything that I can do to do better, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. Thank you all again so incredibly much. And until next time, take care, do better, and be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.